This is the dawning of the age of entitlement. Of entitlement. I just had to start that way. Why? Because ultimately, it's crazy how entitled people have become. Um, I guess I'm, I'm an example of that. Uh, you know, the 50-year-old white male um, having a podcast just blathering what I think the world is all about and uh, my limited perspective around it and thinking people might want to hear it. I don't actually believe anybody really wants to hear my opinion, and that's okay. I just like to talk. But I think ultimately, um, we're in a really weird time. I mean, you know, the online discussion is filled with vitriol. Uh, People have this, it's much like when you're in your car and uh, you have that wall of windows around you and that insulation, um, the sense of insulation where you'll yell at all the other cars around you and tell them what, you know, idiots they are. But once you leave the car, you're, you know, a nice, quiet, normal person. But once you're in that insulated bubble, you're a complete jerk. In the way you drive, in the passive-aggressive maneuvers you do, in the way you refuse to use signals, yada, yada, yada. That comes to front of mind, of course, because I do these while I'm driving. And in... Where in my jurisdiction, um, talking on the phone while driving is perfectly legal. So please, um, I'm sticking within the law. So ultimately, I think that uh, that same kind of mechanism, this false feeling of protection that we find in automotive, uh, you know, uh, uh, cocoons, we find online. And that's why we see all the vitriol, because ultimately people think that they are immune to criticism and that they are uh, insulated somehow uh, when they're online and uh, spouting their angry rhetoric. So I think that you have, you know, people will say, well, freedom of speech, man. And I agree, freedom of speech, say everything you want, but don't expect that there will be no repercussions to that speech. And so when you spew racist hatred or you spew things um, that ultimately harm society uh, or the group uh, of uh, as a whole, don't expect you won't be criticized. Don't expect there aren't uh, implications to what you're saying, that there are, you know, uh, impacts to other people, potentially, uh, given, you know, the, the things that people say out there online and so on. And, uh, but that that, that this idea that you can do and say and be anything is led to us to this weird age of entitlement. Um, you know, remember the day of dawning of the age of Aquarius? Yeah. Now, the age of Aquarius is going to last a good long time. And um, we are in the age of entitlement. I think the age of Aquarius is dead. And really, that song should have been entitlement because it's amazing how much people try to take down others online um people try to uh say you you know i guess there's there's this desire for equality of income without or not equality of income sorry my my mistake equality of outcome without equal effort and so what i mean by that is um just because you want something doesn't mean you deserve something. 
And just because you desire something doesn't mean it should be yours. Uh, some people work very hard to get what they have. Some people work not at all to get what they have because they won the birth lottery. And that's our system. It's not a meritocracy. Um, but there is a meritocracy within our systems. And so uh, you can do really well based on the decisions you make in life. Now, people who listen to this are going to say, but Neil, you uh, are a middle-aged white man and have had all the entitlements in the world. That's not true. You don't know my story. You don't know my life. You don't know that I came from a low-income uh, background, that I was homeless as a teenager, that I um, didn't finish college, um, that I, all the things that ultimately um, impacted my life are things that um, you, you would say, you would have assumed by looking at me and my success uh, that I didn't, that those things didn't uh, ha, ha, uh, impact my life. But I, they did, and I, I overcame those things. And um, I overcame those three things through luck. Because you know what? We underestimate the value of luck in li our life. Now, while lucky, I also then was smart enough to take advantage of that luck and leverage it into um, a good life, a really good life. I live a charmed life, I have to admit. I'm an entrepreneur. Me and my wife own our own business. Um, we like it. We actually enjoy what we do, um, and we have a nice little place just outside of one of the best places to live in Canada, and we are blessed, but we're not blessed because um, we, you know, uh, we're given everything. We are blessed because we made some very smart decisions and had some brilliant luck with which to make those decisions. And we were smart enough that when we had that luck, we took advantage of it. So I just want to say, I think that um, our age of entitlement is uh, a real challenge for humanity right now. I think that you are not owed anything by anybody. And um, I don't owe you anything. And But you don't owe me anything. And so um, I do believe that... To be a good person, you should try to do right by your fellow human, but that doesn't mean I owe you. And if you're a dick, I'm going to tell you you're a dick. How often, because I'm one of these people, often I'm one of these people who feel the need to say you're not being a nice neighbor or you're not being a good person. I do feel the need. Like I, you know, I, we have our store at a strata, right? It's a building and downstairs is our store and we share a whole bunch of common property with other people in that property. And I do feel the need that when people are not respecting the rules so that the hundred units that are in that building can all live together, I am one of those people who go, hey, you're not like being a good neighbor. And if I'm now, I've had to stop doing this. I don't approach people anymore and say, hey, could you not be a bad neighbor? And could you be a good neighbor? And could you do, you know, not park in other people's parking spots? Or could you not, you know, damage the property? Whatever. Um, I had to stop doing that because people get at, 
angry. They're, they feel entitled with which to take other people's parking spaces or with which to damage property inappropriately or to use things that they're, that's not theirs. Um, but when you approach them personally and try to do it in a kind, friendly fashion and say, hey, that's not cool, just let me know that before, rather than write a letter of complaint to the strata so that you can get a letter and then eventually they might find you, I just want to let you know that's not what you're supposed to be doing and that's not cool. But what happens is then they attack you with vitriol and hatred and anger and then they go online and they give you one-star reviews and they do all sorts of angry things because, you know, that's their right. Well, screw that shit. So now I don't play, I don't, I try not to. I mean, I am who I am, but I, I try not to tell people personally, I will now go through the appropriate channels and let the strata deal with the complaint. However, saying that, I did today at where our warehouse is say to a guy, you know, your trailer blocks the garbage access and the roof access, and you don't own the space. You can't actually park your trailer there. Um, and he was very friendly about it. And he said, you know, we know that. Um, but the place that we were going to park it wasn't available for till this weekend, and we will be moving it. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, we apologize for the inconvenience. That's fantastic. I love that, that we were able to talk. We were able to come up with a resolution, and there was no anger on either of our parts. I mean, for me, I'm just saying, hey, before I have to go to the official mechanism with which to deal with this, I just want to let you know what you're doing has been noticed and it's not appropriate. Um, and they were like, we know it's not appropriate and it's temporary and we should have asked permission, but it's, you know, it's almost done now. But they were there for two weeks, just blocking roof access, blocking garbage pickup access and didn't really seem to care. But I told them they said they're gonna deal with it and uh, I, I'm happy with that response. So I'm not going to lay an official complaint. Um, but my point is, it's the sense of entitlement. You don't own, if you don't own the land, you can't use the land. If you own the land with a group of other people, you have to stick within the rules that that group of people have decided to use that land for. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that people need to calm the fuck down and respect other people's boundaries and respect other people's uh, properties. Um, I love y'all, but damn, sometimes I get angry. And I, I, I'm a reactionary. I got to learn, and I said this in the last one, I got to learn how to calm down because other people's lives don't affect me in the way that I often imagine they do. Again, with the, uh, uh, the fella uh, who I spoke of last episode, um, he was so good about how he just said, you know, positivity comes from me. Uh, people can be negative, but he's going to smile and laugh and have a good life. And I got to remember that. And you got, you know what? Let's remember that. Just smile and laugh and have a good life. And the way you react to things is up to you. Love everybody, even the bastards, because they probably don't have enough love in their life. I hope you all have a great day. I wish you well. Peace out.